Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Horse Tracks, a feature of Mile High Broncos Podcasts, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's what's happening in Broncos country. Good morning, Broncos country. Happy Thursday to you all. This is Christopher Hart of Mile High Report with the Fans First Sports Network, bringing you today's Horse Tracks Edition podcast. Welcome to the offseason, Broncos country. The Denver Broncos 2023 campaign has officially come to an end. They finished the season 8-9, which is a whole lot better than their 2022 season, but unfortunately, they missed out on the playoffs. With that in mind, I'd like to take the opportunity for today's podcast to kind of do a 2023 season review, look at what we did well, what the Broncos didn't do well, and kind of discuss where they're going from here. What are they going to do this offseason? So let's just get down to the nitty gritty here and begin with the offensive performance. In 2022, the Broncos were dead last in points scored, but in 2023, the Broncos were 19th in the league in points scored. So that's a little bit better, actually a heck of a lot better, but still nowhere where the team needs to be. In fact, the Broncos haven't had a top 10 scoring offense or even top 15 since 2014, which was the year prior to the Super Bowl win. So obviously, improving the offense is going to be a major focus of Sean Payton, George Payton, and the Broncos this offseason. One of the things that I did think the Broncos did a whole lot better this season compared to seasons past is their offensive line play. Mike McGlinchey did struggle, and their offseason acquisition Ben Powers at guard also did struggle, but it was a really good year for Garrett Bowles at left tackle. It was a great year for Lloyd Cushenberry at center, and Quinn Miners, in my opinion, played at a Pro Bowl and All-Pro level at the right guard position. So the Broncos at least have three good players on their offensive line going into next season, but whether or not Lloyd Cushenberry will be back in free agency remains to be seen. I also thought it was a pretty good year for wide receiver Cortland Sutton. He had 59 receptions for 772 yards and 10 touchdowns. The 10 touchdowns is what I'm really excited about because he kind of had a resurgence back to multiple years ago before his injury, and and that's a good thing to see. He had a lot of his catches go for first downs. Uh, 37 of the 59 receptions he had were first downs, so he proved to be a very reliable target, not only in the red zone, not only in scoring, but as a chain mover. His 13.1 yards per reception was uh, fourth on the team behind Marvin Mims, Jerry Judy, and Brandon Johnson. 
But all things considered, I think it's a good year for him. Obviously, he'd missed some time with a head injury a couple of games ago, and that kind of set back his overall production. But all in all, a good year for Cortland Sutton. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does next season. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but I think he showed that he can be at least a solid number two, if not low tier number one in the league. So that's a good thing. I was also really excited that Marvin Mims did have a great season as a returner. He did make the Pro Bowl, so that's a plus. I'm just really hoping to see more from him in the passing game next season. He kind of lit the world on fire in his first four games. Uh, most of his production, you know, his 22 catches for 377 yards and a touchdown were in the first few games, but he was virtually absent the rest of the season in the team's offensive plans. So I'm really looking forward to him having a bigger role in 2024, and I think he's ultimately going to be a great player. He was one of the best recruits out of Texas high school ever. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he does in the offense next year. I'm expecting a big leap in 2024 for Marvin Mims. I had mentioned Brendan Johnson's statistics earlier, but I think that's pretty good production. He had 19 catches, 284 yards, and four touchdowns for the Broncos. That four touchdowns was second on the team, only behind Cortland Sutton. Whether or not he can be a number one or a number two remains to be seen, but I think that the Broncos have something with Brandon Johnson. He could be a reliable third or fourth receiver for the Broncos offense next year, so I was actually impressed with that as well. Now talking about concerns with the offense, obviously the quarterback play was one of them. It doesn't appear that Russell Wilson has a future in Denver. We were all hoping that things would have turned out differently, but I just don't feel that he's a good fit for Sean Payton's offense. And the writing seems to be on the wall that his departure from the Mile High City is going to be quite soon. Additionally, I thought the running game struggled this year. Javante Williams didn't have a great year. He still had a thousand all-purpose yards, but he wasn't very decisive running the ball. He missed a lot of opportunities. I'm not too sure how much coming back from injury played into that, but I think the Broncos need to consider an upgrade at the running back position for 2024. Whether or not that's drafting a rookie or bringing someone in in free agency, uh, I would like to see them go that route as well. I'm not all out on Javante Williams, but Samaje Pirine doesn't really offer too much as a runner, and he's a great third down back as a receiver. And Julian McLaughlin had a pretty decent year, but it's Javante Williams next. Uh, <clears throat> it's his contract year next season, so I wouldn't be surprised to see the Broncos look for an upgrade at the running back position somewhere this offseason. My best bet would probably be the draft just for the cost effectiveness of going that route as opposed to free agency. Now on the defensive side of the ball, the Broncos had a lot of issues. They started off the year absolutely horrendous on defense. They gave up the most points in NFL history to the Miami Dolphins, but after that things did seem to get better. They uh, had one of the best turnover ratios and turnover margins in recent history for the team, so that's a plus. I thought that Nick Benito in his second season kind of blossomed as a pass rusher. I don't know if he's a full-fledged, full-time guy at edge, but his production eight sacks for the time that he played and the limited amount of snaps that he played was quite good. I was really also impressed with Zach Allen on the defensive line. He was arguably the best player on that defensive front, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has to offer in year two. 
That being said, virtually everyone else on the defensive line needs to be upgraded upon. Uh, Mike Purcell's had a long career here in Denver, but I think it's time to move on. Jonathan Harris played decently this season, but I don't think that he's anywhere near a caliber player to where you can be asking 50 to 60 snaps a year to be on his shoulders. I'd like to see them upgrade the defensive trenches, and hopefully that will help some of the other issues that they had on defense. Uh, they ranked, you know, those first five games of the year kind of put them in a really tough position. They were bottom of the league, bottom quarter of the league, and points allowed and yardage allowed. So that's an issue. Whether or not Vance Joseph retained, I don't know. I think that they should keep him. I think that a lot of the issues that we saw transpire throughout the course of the season was mostly due to not having enough talent. Not necessarily the play calls, but really lacking in that front seven and not really having much at the quarterback position besides Patrick Sertan and Jaquan McMillan, who, you know, obviously was a great find for the team coming up in the clutch over the second half of the season, really being a good nickelback for the team. Uh, Justin Simmons had a great year. Uh, Outside of that, we don't know what the future holds for him. We aren't too sure what the future holds at the other safety position. So that's somewhere that I'm potentially looking for the Broncos to upgrade as well. Caden Stearns hasn't been healthy, so we can't count on him. The Laren Turner yell got injured and he blew out his ACL, so he's probably going to be on the PUP to start next season. So adding talent there it is a must. Uh, Alex Singleton had a lot of tackles, uh, the most in Broncos history. I thought he had a pretty decent year, but overall is probably just an above average linebacker. The outlaw Josie Jewell had a good season, but unfortunately he's a free agent. Whether or not the Broncos bring him back, I'm not too sure, but if they don't, my guess is that they're going to insert Drew Sanders, their third-round pick from 2023, into the mix and see what he can do as a starter. So there's some question marks there as well. All in all, I thought the Broncos had a pretty decent season. I had them pegged at 10 wins to start the year, and they finished with 8. Had a couple other games gone differently, they could have very well made the playoffs, but unfortunately, they didn't. I'm expecting a lot of change personnel-wise and player-wise this coming offseason. They're going to have to make a lot of decisions on players other than Wilson. They're currently $24 million over the cap, so they're going to have to jettison off some players to get cap compliant and even afford their rookie draft class. I would assume that a potential trade for Jerry Judy might be in the works. I still think he has a lot of untapped potential, and unfortunately he has had seven different quarterbacks since he was drafted in 2021. So it's not all his fault, but can the Broncos really afford his $13 million salary for next season? I highly doubt it, so I'd expect them to probably try and get a day three pick for his services from another team, but that remains to be seen. Unfortunately, Tim Patrick has suffered back-to-back season-ending injuries. I think he carries around a 12 to $13 million cap hit as well next year, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Broncos try and restructure that and bring him back, but obviously shedding salary there is probably the smartest move for the team. It's one of the easiest to identify. DJ Jones on the defensive line at $13 million cap hit, being the guy in the middle of the defense that was one of the worst run defenses in football, I don't think that he's going to be back. So a couple of those moves gets the Broncos back into the black as far as the cap concerns, 
but opens up a lot of holes on their team. They're looking for another receiver. They're going to be looking for a couple of linemen. There's a lot of ambiguity going into this offseason, but I'm excited to see how it plays out, and I hope you are too.